Mr. Porter. Yes, sir. Welcome, sir. We got Mr. Patterson. Yo, yo, yo. What's cracking? You know, just enjoying some nice weather finally. No. I know. Amen. Hey, but don't worry. Like we got rain. Uh, Marty, we can stop right there. I'm enjoying some nice weather finally. Don't don't worry. We yes. got rain coming. Negative Nancy. Hey, Jesus. it's Oklahoma. God, you're a dick. <laughs> tell tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I gotta I gotta make up a nickname for you, Ian. I just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> hey, how about Redbeard? Yeah, I don't know. How about uh, the Redded Princess? Dude, shut up. Leaves a good ideas to me and DJ. Where's our guest? Let's do this. I don't know. Where's Rigo at? Rigo, Rigo. There Rigo, he is. Rigo. What's going on, bud? Rigo, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your night to join us. DJ Patterson with Eco Green Mobile Detailing, Ian Porter with Redbeard's Detail Shop. And Rigo, tell us who you are. Um, first of all, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. You know, it's a, it's a privilege and I feel honored to be a part of it. Being there are so many detailers that you guys could have selected. Um, well, my name is Rigo Santana. Um, the name of my business is Extreme Excellence Professional Detailing, and I'm based out of South South Orange County, California. South Orange County, like help us Oklahoma people understand where that is. Um, to make it to make it easier, um, I'm basically in the neighborhood of Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland is in the in the same area. It's like 20 minutes away from us, so um, I'm in the same vicinity, same region nice, nice, of nice. California. So. You know, is that close to Jimbo? Jimbo, you know what? Jimbo's in Orange County, yeah, but he's on a different. He's in a, Orange County's big, but he's like on the in the Huntington Beach. Big part. like uh, like where where Ian is like in Catusa. There you go. Like big is in Catusa. Yeah. No, where are you at? On the haystack. Ian, where? It's not Catusa, right? What, no, it's uh, Coweta. Coweta. Man, it's so big. I keep forgetting the name. Oh wow. <laughs> he hating on my town, damn it. No, no, he's Ian lives in a tiny town in Tulsa. Yeah. So is that, Ian, is that is, is that true, Ian? You live in a small town. I thought it was big. He's well, off the no, grid, I mean, man. He likes, he likes to be by himself. Right Tulsa. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's off the grid. Uh, Ian grabbed some tacos earlier to uh, have a fiesta with our cerveza. Ian, oh, did there you, you go? Did you get them from, like, you've got a pretty badass little Mexican hole-in-the-wall yeah. restaurant it looked over like there. Did you go there? Have you been no, there yet? So that, that's the buffet place. This place, actually, I didn't realize it, but it's authentic Mexican. Uh, it's called Jefe's. It's right there. Well, you guys will know it, but it's like it's right there next to the new come and go at. Uh, <laughs> we, have, we have no idea what that is. It's authentic. All possible. It's called Hefe's. It's next to the come and go. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's a little combination. That's really not that funny, but Marty would know where it is. <laughs> you know where it's at because you have to go to Queen for the dentist for your mom, right? Yes, yes, and that's why I took her to that Mexican place. And you're like, no, that place is a piece of crap. And I was like, bro, that place was legit. If it looks like it's going to fall down. I've never been there. Oh, that's so good. If a roach crawls out, Marty's there. Yes. Oh, there's, there's, there's roaches roach out, I'm there. 
Hey, my boy, my, my boy Ian could eat though. I, I'm, I'm, I could be a witness to that. My boy could, he could eat. When it comes down to eating, he ain't messing around. That's yeah. all he does, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's, what I love, Ian will hit me up. He's like, "You ready to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's go eat." We find the cool little places. Uh, but hey, Ian, remind me next time you ask for Himalayas, I need to bow out. Uh, in case it's quiet on my side, I'll be running somewhere real quick. <laughs> Uh oh! It did not go. It did not settle well tonight. <laughs> oh wow! All bad. No bueno. No bueno. I'm hey, but where was that? We went in. We we're like we just destroyed like this giant plate of nachos, and you go, you go. That's why I like eating with you. We oh, just destroyed that. Fuzzies. Uh, <laughs> uh, no fuzzies. Fuzzies. Oh yeah, fuzzies. That's it. Yeah, like we just we were so hungry, and we just just we each got tacos, and then we got this big giant huge plate of nachos. And we like we took it to the face. People were all around us. We didn't care. We were just like shoveling it in. It was so good. <laughs> all right, so Rigo, uh, what beer did you choose tonight? You know what? Um, not too many people. Not too many people are familiar with it. As far as the new the the new version that came out, I chose a Dark Corona, which has been in the market since December. It hasn't Dark really Corona. been around. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really been around too long because everybody's used to that the light corona, the one you see in the commercial. Oh yeah, the, the one, one I'm we drinking have now. That DJ bought because he I was supposed to, to get the beer. We're, we're not in California where they have all this stuff first. We're in Oklahoma. <laughs> we get it. We'll have it in about six months to a year. <laughs> Maybe you if we're what? lucky. Maybe. Maybe. You know what Maybe. I was going to ask you, DJ? That I was going to tell you, do they have it over there? So I was going to say, no. Have to mail them something. Yeah, no, of course no, not. No, we don't get, Rigo, we get nothing here. Music, wow. food, <laughs> drinks, like, <laughs> like everything's last here. Oh, so now I know why why things happen when, when the way they happen with me and you get together now. Exactly, <laughs> Rigo. It, you That's thought it was just because he's talking. slow. You thought it was like a personal <laughs> deal. Now <laughs> we understand it's a cultural deal. That's I live funny. In Oklahoma. Enrico introduced me to some a lot of fun most times when we get together. Professional fun, professional, professional fun, all yeah. write-offs, all write-offs. <laughs> oh man, nice. it's a business. All right, so Rigo, uh, you kind of told us your, the name of your business, but I mean, like, who are you? Like, uh, how did you get into detailing? What's your story? How'd you grow up? Like, who are who is Rigo? Wow, you know what? It's um. I'm gonna try to compress it as much as I can. It's just a long story, but it's a really good story, actually. I've heard you know, it a few times. Um, um, Regal was a, Regal was a kid that came from um, South Central LA and and the EZE era when South Central was what was what everybody used to hear about when it was at its full negative potential. Um, I was a kid with like anybody else. You know, with a with a with an inspiration of of some of someday owning something or or calling something of my own. So as as growing up in the hood, um, you really don't have a lot of education, and, uh, and or let me say that education avenues that are there are there, but the environment at the time or whatsoever kind of deterred me a lot. So um, I didn't I didn't get the education packed under my belt. So, you know, the first thing that I was like, oh, man, you know, let me, I need to start a business. And, you know, the first thing that came, comes to your mind is, oh, let me start a detailing business. You know what I mean? Because you, 
That's all you really know. I mean, visualize it. So then, uh, that was the first thing that came to your mind when you thought start a business was start a detailing you know, business. What came to my mind, and that's how the I want uh, it was. It was gonna be that came to my mind, and then real estate. You know, I was like, oh, what if you know? Because when you're in, when you're, well, you know, when you when you're from the, we call it the low bottoms. You you know your dream is you know to own a house, to own a business. You know the American dream because that's how you really think about it when you're in the neighborhood. So. Um, I had this guy that used to clean my cars, <laughs> as a matter of fact. And um, one day I just told him, I was like, hey, um, why, why are you always just, you're, you're just here catering to like us? He goes, have you, have you ever thought about just making something bigger? He goes, what you mean bigger? Because in my head, I always thought, you know, there's always a right way and there's a wrong way. So, and I was like, like, you know, the corporate, the corporate, the corporate side of it, like, you know, like, um, detailing with dealers and stuff like that. He goes, well, I just don't know how. I said, you know what? What if we both make it happen? And he was like, why? But in my head, you know what I mean? I'm thinking I want to team up with somebody that already knows the ropes and this and that. Well, from there on, um, Extreme Excellence was born. It was it came to life. And like any any small business owner that doesn't go to business and doesn't know the business perspective, you know, at that time, I used to call it the Donald Trump serum because, uh, you know, me having a name and me me having a business, I thought I was self-made. I thought I was, you know, I was there, everything a businessman was supposed to be. But, man, was I in for it because, you know, one, I didn't have business one-on-one packed under my belt. And, two, I didn't have no business experience. So I walked into a business venture with my eyes blind. And uh, slowly but surely... Uh, it was business was good. It was bit, extreme excellence blew up. You know, economy was good, and you know times. What year was this? Um, I incorporated in two thousand seven. I when it went on black okay. and white, it was two thousand seven, and um, and after that, I mean, it was economy was good. But right after that, take it into consideration that the economy took a dump. Yeah, eight and nine. Yeah, it was eight bad. Eight and nine. So. You know, prior to 2007, what we had been doing was just growing the business. But when I when I felt that it was time to go corporate, it was in 2007. You know, we were handling all these different dealers. And, I mean, money was coming from the sky. And then, boom, 2000 came in with a bang. And here we go. The roller coaster, the seatbelt came up, and we're just going full throttle. Started going left and right, taking losses. And... Uh, when we start taking losses, as all business owners, we, we come to realize that's when you really find out, you know, how tough you are in business and how you can go on survival mode. <laughs> so uh, I learned. Boy, did I learn. <laughs> and uh, the next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there scratching my head and trying to figure out how to salvage everything. So, uh, and I did. <clears throat> um, that's, where, that's where I started now going from regular average detailer to okay you know what there has to be the a right way to do this and that's when the avenue to training came in started looking and doing research of how to really run a detail business the correct way so that's pretty much the nice the the perspective of the of the of the should i say the birth of the of extreme yeah so when you you say you took losses i mean what does that mean i mean 
Losses. This, what was your operation like? Did you have guys? Was it just you? You know, no, we're talking about, you know, um, we had a we had a shop inside of a building um, where I invested raised raised deck floors, garage envy drawer um, drawers. Here, you know, I'm investing all this money into the shop because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, we're set. At the same time, we have, you know, these dealers that are giving us a monthly income coming in. I mean, money's just rolling in. So when I'm talking about losses, I'm talking about taking to losing accounts that are giving you ten thousand dollars plus gone, and they're and they're losing their business. So here you're going to the accounts where you know you were making X amount of money, and 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 they're disappearing because they can't sell cars. People aren't buying cars. So us as small guys, we're taking dives, and you know as a small mm-hmm. business owner, you're definitely not in a position to take no no financial loss. So then when you start taking a financial loss, you know what the manpower ain't doesn't doesn't get fulfilled because there's no there's no manpowers to give no man hours to give out. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean and um what did you learn going through that that would help you prepare for, you know, a lot of people feel that We've had so many good years since then. We're about eight years of good, strong economy. It's time for another market crash, another bad couple of years of the economy here pretty soon. How do you, what's your plan to help get you through that next wave of we have a, a, a bad economy based on what you learned going through it the first time? As far as for the economy, what I would say, you know, and I tell people, your business tells you when you're ready. A lot of people, a lot of a lot of detailers, and I've seen it a lot the last throughout the, my detailing career and the experience that I've gone through. Detailers have this tendency of because things look good, they 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 have a tendency of moving into situations they shouldn't move into. Only because things look good doesn't mean they are good. You know, you have to you have to look at your at your investment, your return on your investment. You know, long term, um, you know, people are. Some people jump into the, into a shop, and you're like, okay, now we now you have a mandatory lease over your head for an X amount of money for the next five years. Does a business tell you that it's going to be that strong from here to ten years? Are you ready to take that commitment? How have your numbers been for the last two three years? But people don't look at it. People look at it like. Oh, you know, I, I got my schedule filled in for the next two, three weeks or the next couple months. Oh, yeah, I could do this. No, you can't because you got to take into consideration your downtime. What kind of numbers are you doing on your downtime? But people don't, don't get educated on the business perspective. And the business perspective and the training play a big role in how you're going to manage your business and what direction you're going to go into it. You might be a successful detailer, but you might be a successful detailer to a certain extent or a certain level. What level is that? Yeah, we talk about taking your passion. We're all passionate about what we do and turning it into a profit, how to actually make money at what we do as a passion. But so, I mean, like, what do you learn going through that rough economy? Like I said, that would help somebody prepare. Do you think it's just telling them not to get a shop? I no, mean, it's not that you know simple. What? Like, Basically, what's... when you're making money, you got to put away money. There you go. There you go. I mean, you know, because a lot of times, too, when you're making money, you get, I've seen it, I don't know if you guys experienced, a lot of guys buy machines 
just because he they see it on the internet that everybody's buying this new machine that came out. Yo, if the machine you've been using has been making you money for the last three years, stay with that machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's when, good. That's good right there. The, when the time comes and that account tells you you can spend five hundred dollars, but you have you know a, a couple thousand to back you up, go buy that other machine. But for the meanwhile, that same whether it's whatever name brand you use, use that machine. Until the next step, don't go buy them. Don't go buy all these little toys that you just want to have just for bragging rights. You're in business to make money, not to lose money. Yeah, that's re- that's really bad with details as well because we always want to try a new product or a new toy or whatever. So, you know, you know, I just just the other day a detailer called me and goes, "Hey, Regal, you know, because I guess we all, you know, we're all detailers, so we all know that you know, Millie came out right before the the new rotary uh, machine one." And um, he goes, hey, should I buy it? And I told him this. I was like, look, honestly, I haven't had the manpower, the man hours on the machine myself. It's a great machine from what I'm hearing. But what machine are you using right now? So he tells me, I go, look, has it been making you money? He goes, yeah. Will it put you in a vine? He goes, well, um, I go, look, you're hesitant. Don't do it right now. Just wait. The machine ain't going nowhere. It's going to be there when you're ready to buy it. So he's like, oh, you know what? You're right. But sometimes you need to hear it from a cat that's already jumped off the tree and and, and landed on his four feet. <laughs> so it, it's it's an experience. DJ, how many feet did you land on? Oh man, I fell a few times on my knees, on my ass, on my yeah. head. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. Where'd he go? You can't hear me. I can hear you. Oh. Yeah. No DJ. What? No, what? I can hear Marty. DJ. Marty, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. That's, that's weird because I can hear DJ. <laughs> yeah, I can hear DJ. Hmm. No, I can't you hear DJ. That's crazy. Hey, so uh, DJ, why don't you, and then somebody will have to tell me when he's not <laughs> talking the... because I can't hear wow, uh, DJ, <laughs> tell, tell <laughs> us, how did you meet Rigo? Because I, I think uh, he kind of, you reached out to him or something. You were kind of telling me a little bit the other day, but I didn't get a full picture. Uh, how did you meet Rigo? Yeah, so when I first started my business, I was I was waterless. Um, and I was trying to find different people that were doing what I wanted to do. So I wanted to find someone that was on the level that I wanted to be at at the time. And um, Hey, hold on. I, I don't want to keep going. If, if I can't hear him, then I wonder if the recording won't be hearing him. Uh, ask me if we can cut it off and then restart it and then put it together as, as a oh. podcast. He said, he said, yeah, <laughs> <can't. laughs> translate. Can we stop it? I ch- and like, Ian, it's your favorite thing. Tell him to shut up so you can tell him. It's your favorite thing to do, Ian. Tell him to shut up so you can stop it. Will you shut the fuck we'll up? recall so everybody. DJ said. There you go. <laughs> it's your favorite thing to do, Ian. Oh my Ian. god. Oh my god. What's up? What do you say? Can we just like stop it and then? Like piecemeal it together. Yeah. Hey Ian, why don't we stop it and then meal it together, piece it together? I'm gonna fuck. Does that sound good to you, motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Rico, so sorry. Sometimes it happens. This app, I you know, I don't know. And Um, hurry up. This is a good podcast, man. And it'll shoot you another message. Just click it, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep. Okay, so we're gonna reconnect right now. Okay. Yep. Reconnect.